0: Welcome to Humanize IT, where technology experts meet to discuss business strategy, industry trends, how we can make IT more personal with conversations, not presentations, and occasionally engage in a laugh or two. As engineers, we kind of suck at talking to people. <laughs> we, we're great at talking amongst ourselves. Yes. We love nerding out about what was it, Skip, that you brought up the other day—the number of DIMMs in oh, a PC. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: the number of <laughs> slots, you know, memory <laughs> slots in a server, and. Yeah, it was so cool. And I didn't understand why my customers weren't so excited that there were 24 slots in the server. My
0: my wife used to make fun of me because she'd ask me to explain binary when she wanted to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, it's like super interesting and all exciting. Now I can't sleep and she's snoring over there. And, you know, when I watch people have conversations and try to pitch their services to businesses, yeah, it's cool. like watching a slow motion train wreck. And it's like, this engineer doesn't get it. Like they're, they're really excited and their enthusiasm there, but the, the business owner's eyes are glazing over yes. and you couldn't pay a CEO to be in that meeting. Why is that
2: Paul? <laughs> Well, I think you've you've hit the nail on the head, and and I I should state from the beginning I am not a tech. So when when uh, Skip there said about DIMS, I'm I, there's a little part of my brain was thinking what what the hell, and I kept, <laughs> yeah. I kept my poker face though. So I'm I'm actually the ordinary person you're trying to sell to, and and you you've absolutely nailed it. If you think about the average MSP owner, and I've talked to to hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, over the last five years or so, your average MSP owner. Obviously and, and this this you guys are gonna tick the box on all of this. From it, you're a kid. You love your tech. You get your ZX eighty or your Amiga, depending on how old you are. And you you become tech support to to your parents. You become tech support to your parents' friends. And you you know your whole life is computers. And you oh, let's take this apart and see what happens. And you're rubbing your thighs because you you just fried a circuit and you've got to go down to Radio Shack and get another (laughs) one and all of this kind of stuff. (laughs) And and then then you go and get a proper job in IT. And of course, it's not glamorous. And you're actually doing it for (laughs) a living, but. Eventually, you go and start your own business. And and essentially, your entire training up to this point has been technical. And yeah, you've got a passion to help people and to solve problems and to just make their lives easier. But you're approaching it from a technical point of view. So then you go and sit in front of a business owner who's got five staff and he's got uh, this problem and that problem and that problem. And you can instantly, literally, just like that, you know how to solve his problems so you sit down with him and the thigh rubbing starts again and you start talking about ram and how he's got to upgrade to windows xp and he's got to do this and oh you need a new server and all of this and literally inside his head his his brain is melting and there's little bits of it dripping out of his ears (laughs) because this guy this guy doesn't care about technology he's got his phone right so he thinks he knows about technology because he's got a phone and an ipad and his son once showed him how to set up the Apple TV, but he doesn't really care about technology at in the way that, that you guys do. What he really cares about is outcomes. And I think you're, you're absolutely spot on. Mm-hmm. If you sit and talk about technology yeah. and widgets yeah. and dims and rams and gigs and gogs and all that stuff, no one really cares. What they care about is, hey... Can we get our work done without interruption? Uh, will, we, will we be faster at it? Will we be more efficient? Can we collaborate better? Are my staff going to stop moaning about it?
0: And yeah, that's, one it, yeah. our, that's, that's it. it. One of our big questions is: Will you help your client grow? So we look at the accelerated businesses over the past twenty years—the ones that have out, you know, like the little, the little Davids that took down Goliaths over the past twenty years—and it was because they used the technology effectively in a way that their customers were excited about. You know we talk about that on this podcast all the time places like you know what happened to palm pilot why aren't they the dominant force in phones these days Mm -hmm. and it's because they didn't align with what people wanted they didn't listen they just they just told so in technology that's a story over and over and over again but when a company gets it, when they align their business strategy and use technology to accelerate themselves and augment, then all of a sudden, they're this dominant force in the area. They become an employer of choice. People want to work there because it works and because people are empowered rather than, oh, oh my gosh, a new thing to learn. Oh, my yeah. gosh, a new process. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, and I, I've uh, I've told this story before, but, you know, my awakening on this was back in the early 2000s and I uh, working for a, a big uh, corporate company, oil and gas, and I had to travel to uh, Montana because uh, I had this project and uh, I was all up in you know, emerging wireless technologies and 802 dot this and that and, you know, all kinds of cool stuff. And so I go up there and I implement this brand new wireless system. This is all new. Nobody's doing this sort of thing. And so I'm, I'm literally, you know, out there on the edge of this implementing stuff that is so cool and so much faster. And so I get up there and we do this. We test it out and it's working. And I'm doing all these speed tests and ping tests. I'm talking about bandwidth and, and latency and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm just stoked. I mean, I am I am thrilled because I have... I have hit this you know, out of the park, and a little while later, I'm talking to one of the guys that are using it, and they're telling me, this wireless system is so great, and you know, I'm about to break my arm, pat myself on the back, going, yeah, 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 I know, and they tell me, now I can go to my kids' baseball practice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? What, is, what does my kids' baseball practice have to do with this? And, and because of this wireless network that we set up, these guys didn't have to travel this 45 miles, 45 minutes, I forget what it was, uh, then have traveled back to the main office to submit their paperwork, and then turn around and drive the exact same direction they just came from to go back home. He could upload this over the wireless network, and so I gave him back time in his day, time that he spent with his kids at baseball practice, and that was important to him, Forget the high-speed wireless. I gave him what was important to him. And so it was a great success in his books. You know, totally different standards to measure success, but both both situations were using the same technology. And we really have to understand what success looks like for our clients and then position technology to support that success.
0: Yeah, so like the trick is, and I get this from MSP's all the time, is... What is the trick? How, how do you do this? Like I've got engineers and they're very good at their job, but they, they can't do that. Like, so it's like when they're hiring, they either have to hire a people person or a great technical person. They, they don't seem to know how to train a uh, account manager or a technical account manager to have great conversations and talk to businesses about appropriate topics and i know paul you have something uh like a three-step process Mm -hmm. or something that at least people can wrap their heads around so let's walk
2: through that what is that process for you sure well before we get onto the process you you just mentioned the, the, the almost the inability to talk to people in the right way i think the the way that you solve that is you and, and in fact this is something I learned at the age of 19 on day one of journalism college. Because I used to be a, a newspaper reporter and I did I was a radio presenter as well. And the literally the first thing they taught me was: if you want to be a successful journalist, you want to be a successful communicator, you've got to look at everything through someone else's eyes. So my job at the age of 19, I had to write newspaper articles just like a small town newspaper. But for you know, the average reader age was 45. And what does a 19-year-old know about a 45-year-old? Nothing. So I had to learn very quickly to look at each story through the eyes of a 45-year-old who's got a car, has got a mortgage, has got three kids, all of that kind of stuff. And the same on radio. I was 20, 21, 22 on the radio, and I was talking to 40-year-old mums because that was the that was what the advertisers wanted with those mums. What does a 20, 22-year-old guy know about 40-year-old mums? <laughs> nothing. What do 40-year-old guys know about 40-year-old mums? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we, by that point, we're locked together and there's nothing we can do about it. Um, but it was, it was very much about you've got to look at everything from their point of view. And it is a trainable skill. It's an utterly trainable skill. And it sits at the heart of good marketing and skip you got it absolutely right there don't sell me the wireless sell me 45 minutes of freedom every day so i can go and watch my kids play baseball mm-hmm. now you you what what we're talking about there is is feeding their emotions feeding their heart so people make buying decisions and yes i'm including business to business buying decisions the majority of them are made with their hearts and not with their head mm-hmm. do you think about that average business owner that you you business owner or manager you want to sell to. And you go in and you start talking to them about IT and technology. They don't know what you're talking about. They don't know if you're any good as an MSP or not. You know, I work with 500 and I think it's about 520 as of today, MSPs all over the world. And I can't tell you which of those are technically good and which of them are technically terrible, if there are any, because I'm not a tech. I can't compare them. So when someone can't compare the different services and the different things offered. It stops being a cognitive thing and it starts becoming an emotional thing. So that the ordinary decision makers, they're pushing the decision down to their heart and their heart is picking you or not picking you based on one thing. That thing is, do I like you or not? It's, it's as simple as that. So all of the accreditations, the experience, the you know the qualifications, the three a.m.s driving to <laughs> reboot a server, none of that counts for anything. It does when you come to deliver, of course. But at the selling stage, it's all about do they like you or not? And the more you talk about gigab things and tin and all of that stuff the the less they're likely to like you they all like the person who talks about their family and sorry asks them about their family and asks them about what keeps you awake at four in the morning and asks them about where do you want to take this business and what's holding you back and all the business things and the technology just becomes a a a part of that
0: yeah we had uh gina tamarco on here last Mm -hmm. year and she talked about relatability Mm -hmm. like people like stories that they can relate to and you know, and she talked through how to, and people like say yes. And don't say, but, uh, she talked a lot about like making sure that you find that common ground. And so for me, you'll see me look around like an office and like, I will try to tell a story that is related to something in your area. You Mm -hmm. know, uh, you know, we were talking about, uh, workout programs before this podcast started. And uh, you mentioned Stone and then immediately may think my friend, Rennie, who I used to work with, and he was from Scotland, uh, Glasgow. And, you know, like I'm thinking relatable stories right there. And yeah. in IT, if we talk about technology, most of it's not relatable. Like, unless you're in tech, like no one remembers the smell of burning silicone from the first time they, they caught a fire. Another <laughs> technology person does but finding that story of your kids baseball game finding that story uh well, out out there what do you what do you guys do, you guys do baseball do or is it cricket is it cricket out there
2: there's Cr- <laughs> a bit of baseball it's cricket and what you would call soccer which we call football but you yeah. you your football is different to our football
0: hey my my confusing. my son loves soccer he just started uh doing uh that kind of like um semi-serious soccer as a yeah. as a fourth grader this year and he's all over it but that's relatable now mm-hmm. we can talk about it now if i talk about american football i'm gonna be lost because i don't watch sports but um you know when you're talking across international boundaries you have to be very aware of this and uh, whether i'm talking to somebody down in australia or i'm talking to somebody in the uk i change the context of my conversations yeah because yeah. i you got to find that common
2: ground Otherwise, what are people buying? Well, yeah, but the exciting thing is that um, as the business owner, as the MSP owner, you are not just a technology person, you are also a business owner. And I think in terms of yeah. switching your head uh, into fl- kind of flipping modes, don't go and sit and talk to prospects as if they are prospects. Go and sit and talk to other business owners because anyone who's been doing this for three, four, five years or more, it, you know, there is an element of you, that's the business owner and we all have a common language. We can talk about you know, how's trading right now, we can talk about turnover, talk about how difficult it is to, to make turnover, turn into net profit, we can talk about how we want to strangle our staff and and you know literally kill them. Uh, we can talk about how difficult recruitment is right now. All of these are shared shared experiences between business owners that they transcend industry. And I think that's the secret is you you've got to go into it as a as a business owner consultant talking to another business owner. The the, the relationship you know you're much more likely to to actually bond in in that way.
1: Uh, that role is what I talk to a lot of MSPs about and they they have someone in their organization who, who does that. They don't really know why they're successful at it. All right. They just know that they are. If they need to close a big deal or something's coming down, they know, oh, so-and-so needs to go do this. And that so-and-so is usually an executive or an owner within the MSP. And what happens is they have owner-to-owner conversations. They get really real about business and what's important. And, you know, uh, it, sometimes it's personal, but... Oftentimes it's, you know, the the tax code changes or what does that mean or how are you dealing with, you know, some sort of supply issue or whatever. And so that connection outside of technology is what's really important. And that's what they don't realize many times is, is it's that owner connectability. You know, being able to connect yep. with that person. And so they keep trying to hire really good account managers or really good salesmen. And that's not what they need. They need someone to connect with that owner level.
0: Yeah. And I think Pete, we forget a lot of times in uh, in IT and with MSPs that the people we're talking to are running their own business. This isn't just a client here. This is somebody who's in the field with you. like what do you care about your MSP? Like you care about growth models and hiring problems and what's the next economic driver. And those are things that you think in your head and you're caught up in your head because as entrepreneurs, we we tend to be isolationists. Like we're on this island alone. Mm -hmm. Well, that person you're talking to today, they're the same way. They're running a business where they need your help, but also they're, they're having some of the same struggles, just as you guys were both mentioning and getting on that ground with them and talk to them about what's going on and how you're solving problems. Now you're relatable. Now you're somebody I want to do business with because you get me, you get where we're going with this. So one of our features on our new dashboard is the fact that you have to write down as an MSP, the business goal and the industry, those two, just little tiny things. And these are monumental tasks for MSPs because they're not used to having those conversations and they feel like they're intruding on their client by asking those questions. And you're not, you're aligning, you're trying to find common ground. Like, oh, you want to make things more available? Hey, here's something that we can do to help you so you can grow your customer base. You wanna get into that UK market? Let's find a way to create Um, an easier mechanic for your employees to talk across those borders so that we can get you over there. Now you're aligned and now you care. And we put it right front and center on the dashboard so that every time you walk into a business, you're reminded that this is somebody trying to grow. This is somebody trying to do some similar things to you. They're just in a different industry.
2: So if I can, if I can make a suggestion for your dashboard, and I will expect a license fee if if you actually pick this one up. All right, all
0: right. Well, right. <laughs> okay. It's on
2: record now. We've we've got a record of it. My lawyer's watching. Um, we um, put something, get something personal out of that person, because the thing about business owners that makes us unique is unlike our employee friends, who we, we secretly are jealous of, but also are glad we're not employees anymore. You know, they, they might go home and have to do some emails and do some stuff. But ultimately, they can properly switch off. We never switch off. And I always find that the thing with being a business owner, it is integrally part of your life as well. That whole thing. And we've all of us have been there as business owners of God, I really hope I don't have to work on Saturday morning. You know, and you know you know kind of a you know there's a certain time on friday isn't there when you when you figure out oh i'm going to have to do some work on saturday and then you're thinking through the implications do i do i get up at 6am and, and and do it then but we've got to go here and i've got to drop the kids off here and i've got to do that and we do it and we don't we're not sitting there thinking getting annoyed because we've got to do the work we're trying to figure out how do we how do we do it and you imagine having a conversation with a potential client and you're having the conversation about weekend work and how annoying it can be to have something you know, hang over you on a Saturday morning. And if you can find a way where the technology helps to prevent that from happening, suddenly that becomes a personal connection. And that's all about the heart again. It's always got to be about getting your heart and their hearts to, to get to know each other.
0: And those are those, those are those quick business goals. And you don't have to be aligned with, Hey, this, this, uh, this company's private goal that they don't want to share with people is that they're trying to grow by 15% next year, and blah, 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 like here, here are their goals or to reduce workforce by, you know, 15%, whatever it is, you can ask them, like, we want to be down less. Mm -hmm. We want to Mm -hmm. uh, work less weekends. We want to be able to, we want to allow people to work from home. And, but you're right. Having that business goal, having that personal goal, that that it's non-technology, that technology is going to allow them to do. Then you can say like, remember when you used to not be able to work from home. So mm-hmm. I had a school that I worked with. And I said, remember when you used to go down every day and you just thought that was normal? Remember when you couldn't use Chromebooks because they were so unreliable in classrooms? Mm-hmm. And so all these remember wins because pe- businesses forget how bad things used to be um, really mm-hmm. quickly. And But you as a technology provider can make things so amazing for your clients. And there are so many different things you can do. But if you sit there and talk about layer seven firewalls and HA deployments, you're going to lose them. But if you say, hey, if we install this uh, $20,000 item, it's going to allow every single one of your clients to work from the beach. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now you're an employee of choice. (laughs) People want to work for you because your work environment is so great. Now, when your salespeople are on the road, they're not trying to figure out how to get the latest report so that they can talk to clients. They're now thinking about, okay, how do I win this client over? And they're more focused on the personal goals. And that's that relatability again. And we'll talk about that next week when we talk about the secret sauce that Paul brings to the table and how to talk to customers from an MSP or a technology standpoint. And I really hope that everyone will tune in because it's really good uh, what he has to say and how we're going to get to a successful state in getting these conversations going between businesses and IT professionals. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Also, if you're interested in hearing more of what Paul has to say and learning about his approach to marketing, please check out his free resources in his shameless plug right here. So
2: I, I have um, a website that's full of free, useful information, videos, articles, everything. And there's a copy of my book, which I haven't, hang on, I've got a prop here. It's called Updating Servers Doesn't Grow Your Business. It's, a, it's actually a free book. So if you're in the US or the UK, we'll ship you a copy for free. Everywhere else will send you a PDF. And it genuinely is free. It's not one of those you put your credit card in to pay for postage, none of that. There's no cost whatsoever because I'm trying to start a relationship with you. So you can get all of that at Paul Green's mspmarketing.com. And our core thing that we do, the thing that 520 MSPs across the world buy from us, it's a marketing service. It's only $129 a month. There's no contract, you can cancel any time. And you can see all the details at mspmarketingedge.com. We only sell it to one MSP per area. So the first thing you have to do is put your zip code in and it'll tell you if one of your competitors has beaten you to your area.
0: Thank you for joining us today. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, comment, and check out our Facebook page. Also encourage others who want to see IT transform to subscribe as well. We could always use your help.